welcome to the Stress Reduced Fat Loss Podcast, where we teach and mentor you, the health and fitness professional, on how to holistically transform your client's body, health, and life. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Arco. Alongside me, you'll hear from Sarah Fennell, Ken Sylvan, and Barat Ozan. Each episode, you will have a combination of us sharing our 70 plus years of combined knowledge and experience in the health and body transformation industry. Our goal is to help expand your awareness of holistic transformations and teach you how to get deeper results for your clients. Let's jump into this episode. Welcome back to the podcast. You have Joe and Sarah here. Hello, my friend. Hello. How are you today? I am fantastic. We are have... you as excited as I am right now? I don't know. I think you're a little more excited than I am. This is uh, your jam for this topic here. Yes, this is definitely my jam, my topic of choice. What pumps me up the most, Sarah, what are we talking about today? Yeah, we're talking about the art of the consultation. And we've really been conscious of bringing in conversation to this podcast about how to be a really elite coach. Uh, Because it's not just understanding information and giving a client a protocol. You're working with a human. Which means, you know, you're working with psychology, you're working with people's mindset shifts and knowing how to talk to a client and knowing how to start that relationship off first is so key to the relationship and a client actually getting really good results with you. When you actually think about it, working with clients is almost like dating in a marriage. Absolutely. Right. You have that introductory phrase. Do they like me? Do I like them? Is this going to work? We have so many common things and interests. They want to lose weight. I'm a weight loss specialist. Yay. And then there's that kind of getting to know you phase. And essentially, if you're a coach, your job is to get your client to orgasm, which is the peak of the mountain, the results they're looking for, and why they're paying you money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we're going to chat today about the art of the consultation and, and some phases and really knowing how to execute this because you have papers, maybe you're, yeah. you got intake from a client and you need to discuss this with them. But what is the art of that? All the arts. The art of that. It's not just going through the answers that they gave you, but knowing how to create a journey and really take a client through this journey, um, which is, you know, there's a system of psychology here. We're going to talk about that. Uh, But first, let's just talk about about the four keys to this and and why this is so important. Okay. Um, Before we even go that, I want to talk about just what you said about consultations and having a system and going through them. Um, Just so people know, I've been doing consultations now for 24 years. I have taught this to so many people across the world, from Germany to Australia, in the States, major gyms. Like, this is my passion. And one thing that I feel I was really gifted with at an early age was good mentors and good salespeople and, and people who really taught me how to sell authentically. Not just to sell for a lot of money, but solve like solve problems and to sell authentically. So before we even dive into this, this isn't a quick way to six figures. This isn't how to scale your business. This is the art of a consultation. And to me, this is what what that means. You are a guide to another human being that needs your help along their journey. Mm -hmm. And you need to be the best guide for them to help them along the way. And that's what this is really about. So to me, the art of the consultation is, is setting that tone right away. Right. And really letting that person know that you came to the right place. I care about you. We're going to figure out what you truly need. And together, we're going to build a plan to get you there. 
So that's what this conversation is about today. So if that sounds good to you, keep listening. If you're like, I just need more tactical ways to increase my card value and stuff like that, this will work. Because the more they trust you, the more they trust you, and the more that they know that you're their Yoda, you will be able to charge more. You'll have more certainty. You'll have better conversion rates. So what we want to talk about today is we're going to talk about the four keys. So just foundations, like this is what you got to keep in mind for your consultation. We're going to talk about the six phases to go through. So imagine this is kind of like a, uh, uh, we're going through the car wash and it's like just six different steps, right? So there's just six things you need to know. And then we're going to make this super simple and we're going to give you six questions. And if you just ask these six questions and sit back and listen and engage in dialogue, these are the only questions you really need. Yes. Grab your pen and paper because this is like literally going to be a training on, on consultation. If you don't have a pen and paper right now, you better be, you, have, you better have a photographic memory because there's going to be some good, good bombs dropped in this conversation. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm pull sure. The, pull the car over, make some notes, get off the treadmill, whatever you're doing. <laughs> this so, some gold here. Yeah. So let's talk about the first, the four keys. I'm, we'll, we'll go over them. We'll mention them and then let's dive into them. Okay. okay? So, so to me, these are essential keys with all consultations. So I'm going to go through them quickly. And then you and I will, will, will kind of dive into it a little bit more. So key number one, make the client feel comfortable and safe. Key number two, listen, listen, keep listening before you talk. Key number three, be crystal clear on their targets and why they're stuck. Key number four, once you've had number one, and once you've had number two, and once you've had key number three, number four is decide if you are the best fit to solve their problem. So mm -hmm. always keep that in mind before you're going through the consultations. So let's go through each one of these keys because, I mean, they're so important to really understand why these are important. Yeah. Key number one, making the client feel comfortable and safe. Why is that so important, Sarah? Yeah, well, you have to consider someone who's coming to you for the first time. What are the emotions that they're holding? How long did that actually take them to reach out to you? What was that moment that they had where they said, I can't do this on my own? Yeah. There, there, there's shame, there's embarrassment. Uh, maybe there's fear of failure from past experiences. There's so much happening within that client that you want to make sure they feel really safe and comfortable. One thing that I learned, I mean, after two decades of, of, of like literally thousands of consultations, once you start to get to know your client, you know, the month two, month three, guards are really down. I was shocked to realize that, that you know, fear and embarrassment was, was the top two emotions that most, of, most clients felt prior to coming in. Yeah. And think about that from, from, from a second. Like if you're familiar with like the emotional frequency scale, that's a low frequency. Mm -hmm. Like people are coming in going, I can't do this. And how many clients have tried before, before seeing you? Almost everyone. So they failed repeatedly. So now they feel like I can't do this on my own. I'm a failure. There's so much embarrassment. I'm not going to spend money to do this. This should be free. I should know how to do this. It's a lot of fear. What if it doesn't work? And now I've wasted the money. I'm right back to square one because I've been down that path before too. And so it's very, very important that the first thing is comfort and safety. Yeah. The other thing too is as a holistic coach, there's some intimate conversations about bodily functions. You know, like, you're going to you're going to talk about poop. 
Yeah. You're going to talk about color. You're going to talk about habits. You're going to talk about smell. And that's yeah. usually probably the second or third conversation you're having with them. And so creating that safe environment is key because you want your clients to be honest with you with feedback as well of what's happening with their body. And if they don't feel comfortable and safe, they might hold back some information. Now, not to get too salesy on you, but people who don't feel comfortable and safe tend to not buy. True. Right. And when people feel comfortable and safe with someone, they are more, they're, they're likely to be led by them and guided by them. And so one of the, I mean, again, if you're looking to convert better, and I'm not making this a sales thing, but that rapport and that comfort is the number one priority. Yes. Now, key number two, is, I mean, I always wondered why we had two years of one mouth. I don't know why, but it's, it's because we're supposed to listen a lot more than we talk. And, and the art of listening is a very, I think, forgotten skill. You know, everyone is so quick to talk about themselves. Everyone is so quick to tell them how they can solve a problem. But human, like human beings want to be listened to. They want to be heard. They want to be felt. And we're going to go through how to do this, but always think about listening. And as soon as you say something, for example, uh, Sarah, do you have any kids? No. No? Um, do you have any kids in the household? Yes, I have stepchildren. Oh, how, oh, how many? Oh, what's their ages? Uh, 12 and 15. How do you find that? It's, uh, they're getting the life of their own right now. So I'm listening. I'm just asking questions, diving deeper as opposed to, Hey, do you have any kids in the household? Yeah. Uh, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. And then moving on to the next question. Yeah. So listening is such an important, and then that goes with comfort and safety. Yeah. Cause when, when you're listening to someone and you're diving in and they know you're listening because every time you speak, it's based on the last thing that they just said, they're like, wow, this person's really attentive to me. So they feel more comfort and more safety. Yeah, I, I think this is a skill too that you can learn outside of your professional environment because uh, I believe a lot of coaches are nervous and anxious when they're having these initial conversations with clients and they might feel like they need to like dive right into assessment content or they feel some pressure and they're not really listening themselves because they're too concerned about what they're, they need to say. And you're right, it does take a lot of practice. And this is something that I've practiced for years. There's, there's drills that I've given people. Uh, like when, whenever you're in, in a social setting, just get used to asking questions to people and listening to them. Because mm -hmm. it's actually less nerve wracking because you don't have to do anything. You don't have to think of anything to say. Like you just listen and you're like, wow, that sounds really great. You can just say what they just said back to them. Sound interested. How long have you been doing that for? What do you love about that the most? Like the, so you know, getting the habit of just asking better questions, Google how to ask better questions and consultations. Yes. And we're going to go through some of these today to make it very easy. Mm -hmm. Plus, we're going to give you six basic questions to ask. But as long as you keep thinking, listen, 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 that's going to be a key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Key number three is uh, being clear on their targets and why they're stuck. This is so important. I need to know where you're going and I need to know why you can't get there. Mm -hmm. And just think about that for a second. So when someone's like, hey, I want to fly to this city or I want to drive here, I need to know the end destination. And when I can figure out why they're not getting there and why they're stuck, those are the clues that I need. So you want to get here. I don't care about the motivation necessarily. The why is going to be informed, but I need to know why they're stuck. Is it accountability, knowledge? Is it past habits? Is it just them? Is it programming? Just poor map to follow? I got to figure out why they're stuck. Otherwise, we can't move forward. Yes. And number four is decide if you're the best fit to solve their problem. This one's huge. Now, we talked about the relationship aspect of this. If you know you're not going to have a great time with this person, mm 
Mm-hmm. If you honestly, like if your heart says, I'm not going to get this person to where they need to be for the love, please send them somewhere else. If they just don't drive, they're not part of your niche. They're not part of your avatar. If they're going to, maybe you own a facility and they're going to be just a bad fit in the facility. If they're going to be the ones who complain all the time, mm-hmm. then you have the right to say, I don't know if this is going to be a best fit between you and I. Yes. If you listen to the podcast regularly, this is the second time you've heard this. Uh, Ken and I, a couple episodes ago, we're chatting about this as well. So you can dive over there uh, just about uh, client compliance, which is so key, right? If, if you don't, if you can't solve their problem or you don't think they're a good fit, compliance will be out the window. Exactly. All right. Okay. Let's dive into the, like the meat and potatoes of this uh, because there, there are six steps. Joe's going to break it down really simply for you. And then we're going to wrap it up with those six easy questions. I so call them six. That- phases because we're going to kind of phase through this. Uh, we'll go through the six very quickly. If you want to jot these down on your pen, you know, with your pen and paper, go ahead. Phase number one is the rapport and intel phase. Phase number two is what I called the past, the current, the future. Phase number three is the $3 million questions. Each question is worth a million dollars. So stay tuned for this one. <laughs> phase number four is what I call you becoming Yoda and reaching out your hand. Phase number five is where you're sharing your journey and how other people like them have gotten great results. And then the last phase is just outlining the next steps and dealing with any objections. Simple as that, folks. And if you do this correctly, there should be zero objections. If you're a perfect fit and you know what their problems are and you have positioned yourself as Yoda to be the ultimate solution to their problems, Consider this, the moment someone books a consultation with you, they're willing to spend money. Let me say that one more time for you guys to hear. The moment someone books a consultation, they are willing to spend money and they already know generally what these things are gonna cost. And when they say it's too expensive, what they're really saying subconsciously is that you're not worth it and I know my problems won't get solved. You haven't convinced me. Yeah. And, and these six phases will be like what you're saying earlier, you know, authentic conversations, yeah. uh, because I know a lot, I believe and we don't want to get into sales, but I think a lot of people hold back from consultation conversations because they don't want to seem sleazy. Uh, they don't want to feel like they're talking a client into anything. And these six steps will feel like you're having just such a beautiful conversation that keeps unrolling. Exactly. Yeah. To me, when I think about a consultation, and for those who may, maybe don't like consultations, I want you to think about a consultation like this. And every consultation I do, this is exactly what I think, no matter who, it is, who that person is. I imagine someone that I remember from high school, not a good friend, but an acquaintance from high school that I knew, maybe had lunch with at the cafeteria a few times, moved away for 20 years, went to a, you know BC or something like that. They came back and like, wow, Joe, I see you're doing this thing. Can we meet up and just chat? And I, I got this, you know, I want to lose a couple, you know, some, some pounds and I need a trainer. I see you're doing this. Can you help me out? And imagine just, we just went out for drinks. That's how I play my consultations. We'd be like, wow, great to see you again. What's going on? We wouldn't just be like, hey, so you want to lose 20 pounds? Let's get started. Yes. Right? So I would have some phases of that conversation. Hence the rapport, the intel, and then kind of transition to like, so what's going on? What's the problem? What do you need? Great. Here's how I can help you. Let's get started. And that's literally how this whole consultation is laid out. It takes the pressure off too. It does. Like chill out, relax, get to know them. If you're going to work with them, you're going to have a lot of conversations, like make a friend here. 
Exactly. And, and this is someone like, like I said, someone that I want to be friends with, I want to hang out with, and I just want to have an honest conversation with. So let's go through these phases because phase one is, is like the, the handshake or the virtual, if you're on Zoom, like, hey, here you are and here I am. This is, this, this is actually happening now. The consultation is starting. And phase one is what I called the rapport and intel phase. This is where 007 comes down. You're gaining rapport. You're watching their behaviors, how they're answering questions, their body language, stuff like that. And you're trying to get to know them. Now, I like to use the, uh, the F off times three. Oh, please do it so, all right. <laughs> F, F, F off. So F, F, F family, where you where are you from? What do you like to do for fun and occupation? So when you're, when you're, when you're stuck and you're like, Hey, I need to get to know this person. We get in this conversation. I'm like, Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Before we get started, I just want to get to know a little more about you. Tell me about yourself. Where are you from? You would go on and talk about that. Tell me about your family. We'd go on to talk about that. What do you love to do for fun? You might go, I don't have any fun. What did you like to do for fun as a kid? What do you wish you could do more for fun? And then we get into the occupation. What do you do for work? How stressful is that? So that FFFO, F off times three, is an easy way to kind of break the ice. And before we dive into like, so you want to lose 30 pounds, eh? Great, let's talk about that. Yes. It's a nice way to build rapport. Yes. This makes the client feel comfortable and safe. And this is where you start practicing the listening skills and just asking questions. Yeah. And, you know, if you can go two or three questions deep for each section, then, you yeah. know, you've got a nice little two, three, five minute conversation that has built that uh, intel and rapport. Let's give them an example of what we mean by going two or three questions deep. Wonderful. Sarah, what do you like to do for fun? I enjoy walks in nature, playing with my kitty cats, uh, reading. What is some of your favorite places to go in nature? Mm, we have a, cute, uh, a few conservation areas around us, or if I can get as far north um, and out of the city as possible where I'm uh, isolated, it's wonderful. How far north does that mean for you? I've been about eight hours north, seven to eight hours north. I got a great place eight hours north too. I love being isolated and I love getting off the grid completely. Are you an off the grid kind of girl? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So we got two or three questions deep there. What kind of cats do you have? We can go into that too. Sorry, what kind of cats do you have? Siamese. I used to hate cats, and two years ago, I got cats. What are their names? Chloe and Callie. So we're building rapport. We're, we're going a little bit deeper. And see what happens in terms of, like, languaging. And, and I just, you know, the chuckles that happen. You create some commonality. And what's key with this rapport phase is try to find something you can attach to. Mm -hmm. I have cats, too. I have this, too. I like this, too. And just remind them or give them enough that, hey, I'm just like you. But you don't talk about it. You don't sit and go, well, let me tell you about all the cool stuff that I do off the grid. Go back to asking them questions. Because as you're doing that, like, wow, the person understands me. They know me. We have some commonality. And within five, 10 minutes, you just watch their languaging change and watch their comfort change. I mean, who doesn't like to talk about themselves? Exactly. Yeah. Hype them up. <laughs> so once we're done this phase one, a common question that I used to get asked is, like, how long do we do this for? as long as you need to, right? So usually when I'm doing this rapport, I, I go through the three F's and the O, and by then, like we have some good conversation. And just before things get awkward, where you're like, I have nothing 
else to ask? What do I do? You ask them the transition question. So Sarah, what brings you to talk to me today and what can I do for you? Yeah, it's such a beautiful transition. It's a nice trans. And again, who is this conversation? Who like who has the the, the lead of the ship right now? Yeah. Plus, you, you're also you're asking you you know you're asking questions from the beginning, and you just segue another question and lead that into that next exactly. phase. Exactly. And what's cool about this is that they feel like they're in control, but really you are with the questions. Mm-hmm. And so, if they feel in control, they feel safe and comfortable. So it's nice having this system and knowing these things so you don't get off track and just ask random questions. So phase one, report, until transition question. What brings you in to see me today? What can I help you with? And now that brings us to phase two. This is one of my favorite parts. This is what I call the past, the current, and the future. And this is where you're trying to figure out. So let's just, for example, if I say to you, so what brings you in today, Molly? We'll bring some, you can be someone else there. So what brings you into having this conversation with me today? I've been trying to lose weight for a long time and have had digestive issues and saw you on Instagram and I thought I'd reach out and see if you can help me. I really, really appreciate that. I want to figure out how we can best serve you. So let me ask you a few questions first. Do you mind? Sure. Right. So we got to buy in. I'm not just prying with questions. I'm being polite, making her feel safe. Can I ask how long you've had these struggles or these frustrations for? How long have you wanted to kind of hit these targets for? Five years, two months, 10 years? What's the, what's the time frame? About five years. So for five years now, you've been trying to hit this target. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how frustrating that must be for you. Mm-hmm. Now, in that five years, what are some of the things that you've tried? Now, we can go deep. And so, like, I mean, I don't want this to go into like a whole segue, but in the past, what we're looking for is how long, what have they tried, what worked, what didn't. So I know that this person, I mean, someone has to be kind of motivated for five years to come, climb mountains and just never get to the top. That must be a frustrating process for, for that person. This is where you're looking at habits. Hello, fellow health junkie, Sarah here. I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to jump in and let you know about a free resource that we've created for you. We want to give you the number one protocol that all result-driven holistic coaches and practitioners give to get insane results with their clients. Results like easing digestive issues, increased physical and mental energy, accelerated weight loss, reduced inflammation weight, clearer, brighter skin, and a better sense of well-being. Go to www.transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. Let us know your name and email address, and we'll send you a detailed manual explaining this protocol, how to coach your clients through this phase, food replacement lists, and client tools and resources so that you can get an action right away. Transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. I've also left you a link in our show notes. Let's get back to the episode. If someone, for example, just got divorced on a bender, gained 20 pounds in two months and probably had amazing habits, I'm dealing with that person a little bit different. Yes, very different situation. Someone's had this problem since they were a teenager. They've never seen the other side of this. This is all they know. I'm dealing with a very different situation. Someone five years ago going, now, now my question is, what happened five years ago? What, you know, what were your habits like before that? This whole past part of this is where you are really diving in to get to understand habits, behaviors, what they've tried, what they haven't, pain points as well. You know, if someone's gone through diet after diet after diet after diet, you might not just say, here's the new diet. Maybe it's their psychology around that. Maybe it's just more habit shift than they need to do. But this is where you start to figure out why are they stuck? 
This is the stuck question. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, once we know, okay, so this is how long it's been for, past, current, future. Now we get into the current. And this, like, this is so important. And one of the best questions to ask is, so let me ask you this, why now? Why now have you decided to reach out and why now to make this change? And what you'll find commonly is that, you know, I saw you on Instagram. Well, you see a lot of things on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But what you first felt was maybe a picture that you saw of yourself. Maybe you walked by the mirror and weren't happy. Maybe you tried on some clothes. Maybe it's digestion issues. But there's a tipping point where someone goes, that's enough. I always want to figure out what that is. So I always like knowing what was the tipping point and then why me? Very, very strong questions. When you ask someone, why me? They're already selling themselves on hiring you mm-hmm. before the sale even starts. Make sense? And then the last thing is we get into the future. So we know how long they've been stuck for. We know the current. Now it's the future. If I can give you guys some advice, always ask your client to close their eyes and paint a picture of the future and not just how they want to look, but how they want to feel, how they want to behave and who they want to become. Powerful question. Why is this question so powerful? So we're going to do this in the million dollar questions. Mm. So what I usually do is I'll say, you know, we'll go through this quickly. Sarah, close your eyes for a second. I'll say, you know, imagine yourself a year from today. Coach's tip. The reason why I'm saying pitch yourself a year from today is because I want, I want this to be a one-year commitment. I don't want to pitch yourself six weeks from now, 90 days from now. Pitch yourself a year from now. What is the ideal outcome you're looking for? And you might say, I want to lose 30 pounds, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. Picture how you're standing right now. What habits have you embodied right now? Uh, what decisions are you making that are more positive than the bad decision? And, and I get them to embody and feel this person. And that's what under, like, when you get them to say, what, you know, what, do you, what, what do you want the future to look like? Get them to embody this. Okay? Once you have them in that heightened state, now we ask the $3 million questions. Now, I don't know if you've memorized these, Sarah, but do you remember million dollar question number one? Yes. What habits do you need to change? Oh, bomb drops. So this is why this is the million dollar question. And so you're going to say something there, Sarah. Well, I was going to say it's, you know, it creates a lot of awareness for the client. It, it puts them in the driver's seat. It makes them have to look at, okay, well, what do I need to change? It's that personal responsibility. And keep in mind that this has been systematically placed. Think about this for a second. I just got them to talk about their past. What's their emotional state going to be like when they talk about their past? High or low? Probably low. Very low. Then they talk about the current situation. There's a bit of motivation. There's a spark, but it's just, I'm stuck. Then you hit them with, let's paint the picture of a future, which is all positive. So we take them from a negative emotional state. We're ramping them up into that high emotional state. And then we hit them with the, what habits do you need to change? And boom, they're like, wow, I'm responsible for this. Mm-hmm. And there's that awareness, and then you start rhyming stuff off. And usually they're a little poor at this. And I start egging them on a little bit. So maybe habits like uh, planning meals more accordingly, um, you know, making better decisions when you're eating out, having a better routine around working out. So you get them to say, like, yeah, habit one, habit two, habit three. Yes. And once you get them to create awareness and accept responsibility for this, that's where true change starts to happen. 
Yeah. You yeah. also, you're not taking on the problems of the client when they take that full responsibility. And you were saying earlier that you are the guide. So you yes. think about, you're going to guide a client up a mountain, you know, we'll get there. We'll get, don't ruin that one yet. Don't get to the guide yet. <laughs> don't get to the guide yet. You're going to ruin this. Keep on the flow here. We're on flow. We're on flow. Okay. Now let's go to million dollar question number two, and then we'll get to the guide part. Now, million dollar question number two is who do you need to become? So once I've asked them, what habits do you need to change? They give me a whole list. Now I go, who do you need to become? And that's another powerful question. And what this does is now it takes the awareness from question one and now ownership. I need to be someone with a positive mental attitude. I need to be someone who gets up a little bit earlier. I need to be someone who um, you know, plans my workouts in advance. I need to be someone who schedules my workouts. I need to be someone who has a plan B if it's raining outside and I can't go for a run. I need to be someone who blah, 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 blah. And, and this is the important stage. Now, I'm going to let you take number three because you're dying for this one. I know you are. Now, mm-hmm. keep in mind. So now they have awareness. They have ownership, but they feel alone. They're like, wow, I've got all these problems and all these habits that I need to switch. And I got to take all the responsibility for this. Ah, but then you come in with million dollar question number three, which is what? What do you need from me? And this is where we're getting a little ahead. I was just like, wait for it, wait for it. This is where you become Yoda. Because now they're, they, they know the habits they need to change. They know who they need to become, but they're like, how do I do this on my own? When you ask this question, what do you need from me? They go, oh. Someone there who's listened to me, who knows everything that I need, and now I can just tell them step-by-step what I need from them for this change. And this is a very, very important aspect. I call this the helping hand. This is where you're putting the, the, the hand out, and that really that bond and the sale, so to speak, really starts to happen. Because mm-hmm. now we're starting to move forward and pull them up towards this can be a reality of you achieving this. They're also telling you exactly what they need from you. And you know what? There's not that many things people need from you. Yeah. And when you think about it, and, and we have a small list, it's a very small list. So when, when someone says, hey, like what, like, what do you need from me? It's going to be accountability, knowledge, reassurance, motivation, someone to celebrate with, and someone to save them time. Six basic things. And what you can even do is say, hey, Sarah, what kind of accountability do you need from me to make sure that you have the proper habits and you need to be and you become who you need to be to reach your goals? What kind of knowledge do you need from me for that? What kind of reassurance do you need? Maybe it's like, hey, check this at the end of the week. Am I doing the right thing? What kind of motivation do you need from me? How do you want to celebrate our small wins each week? And I'm going to do this for you to save you time to get you there faster. It's kind of hard to say, no, I don't want that help. Yeah, it puts a client in the in the driver's seat as well. Exactly, saying here I'm a magic genie, and I'm giving you six wishes. Which of these do you want? Accountability, motivation, same time. You want to high five here and there. I'm giving these to you. Just tell me what you need, and how you need them. Yes, and how far yeah. off, like you know, so often we're trying to shove our what we're going to do with them in front of the client. This puts the client in that driver's seat, and they feel like they're in control. And when you get to this point again, psychologically speaking. I know everything about your past, why you're stuck, what you need to change, your habits. You're in control of this whole conversation. I'm, and I'm telling you, my hand is out. So just tell me what you need. My hand is here for you. And now that brings us to the next point, which is going to be sharing the journey and showing other people's 
journeys just like them. So now that you're getting to the point, it's like, they're like, I'm all in, cool. Like, I need accountability, I need this. But what are we doing? How does this work? Mm-hmm. And this is really cool. So this is how things work. In the first week or two, we assess you. We do this. Here's our foundation program. In month two, we do this. Month three, we do that. And you kind of just walk them through your process. And if possible, have as many people like them in a binder or something to show them, hey, this is Teresa. She's just like you. And this is what she did over the last year. This is Melanie. She's just like you as well. And this is what she's done in the past year and some of the struggles just like you that you had that she had to overcome. This is where you're building the authority and building certainty in that class. You're pre-framing the journey. They get to see the journey and other people just like them going through that. They're hyped now. Yeah. Everyone listening here too, you know, really make note of where this process is with, within these phases. It's not at the beginning. You're, you know, oh. you're not pulling out your packages right away. You're not like, here's my, that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, here's the 12 weeks that we're going to go through. You haven't built rapport. You don't know why they're stuck. You haven't put ownership on them. Um, yeah. Like this step at this point is game changer. Yeah. And once you get here, the, the, the picture has been painted. They're, they're like, sold. they're sold. They're, they're so, sold already. And hence why the next step is going to be this. With confidence, you say, look, here's how we can get started. Let's book an appointment for next week for your assessment, or let's book our first connection call, blah, 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 blah. And here's why it's important to just assume that they're going to be on the journey with you because they came to you for help. Yeah. And you're like, think about this for a second. <laughs> they came to you for help. They took time out of their schedule, which is probably very busy to speak to you. The last thing they want is your uncertainty, wondering if this is going to work or not. So once you paint that journey and you can see how comfortable and confident they are, assume that they're in and say, this is the, here's, here's the option for the next few steps we can take. And maybe you have one option, maybe you have two or three, but this is where you're like, look, next steps. And then and only then do you deal or handle objections as they come up or if they come up. Mm -hmm. If I've done my job and I've done from rapport and intel, past, current, future, the million dollar questions, I've reached my handout, shared the journey, painted the picture of all the clients just like them who got there and offered them my next steps, there should be very little objections. Yeah. And if they are, you handle them authentically. Mm -hmm. There are some people... I'm going to be very diplomatic here. Who might be saying, uh, I, offer, I offer a high-end coaching service and no one has any idea you're charging $5,000 for 30 days of coaching. And it's a ridiculous price that you really shouldn't be charging because the service isn't that good. And the client's perplexed by this. And at the end of all of this goes, you know what? That's just too much. They might have a good point, right? Not all, like, not all financial situations are just a trick for you to push harder. Some of them really are like, wow, I just wasn't expecting this price. Be aware of those things and be very mindful. Because when someone feels a little shame by not being able to afford those things and you try more pressure tactics, that might not be a good thing. Either. Maybe offer like, what do you feel comfortable doing? You know, like things like that. Those are the common objections. Usually though, the objections are their way of being polite, saying you can't solve my problem. I don't want to say, I don't, I don't know how to say that to you. So I got to talk to my wife, I'll get back to you. I need to talk to my husband, I'll get back to you. I got to think about this. You know, when you've seen something you've wanted badly, you've never had to think about it. And when you got excited knowing that you can get to where you want to be, you don't have to think about it, right? So you should have that client excited by the time you get to the 
end up sharing your process and the journey. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, uh, you know, make this really simple for everyone here. There, there are these six questions if, if, you know, and like we, we prephrase this whole conversation with, this is an art. Of course. And, you know, we even have students and clients role play through this, like what Joe and I were doing just a little bit more seriously, because when you have these conversations again and again, you get comfortable with them and you don't have like, you know, your six questions in front of you that you're going to ask the client. It's, it it becomes a skill like coaching in general. Yeah. And so, so I was going to say, if, if those of you listening are kind of like, wow, there's a lot of stuff to do. And it's a lot, it's very confusing. Um, Sarah's going to walk us through six simple questions. Now, keep in mind, these questions are meant to be dove a little more. Don't just say, like, don't, you know, say question one. Great. Thank you for that answer. And then go into question two and go into question three. These are meant as your frameworks, topic headings, so to speak, to dive into to really help you with your consultation. So hit us with these, Sarah. Yeah. And a tip as well, if someone's starting consultations for the first time or really, you know, having these in-depth conversations with potential clients, because these are really simple questions. And if you're doing Zoom calls, you could paste them right onto your computer, like right beside you. If you're on the phone, you can have these as a guide and then be going deeper into them. So it's the framework. So question number one. Just, just so let's say you actually have a live consultation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with having a nice header and a sheet, some boxes, and having these questions with just an open box that you can write notes on. That's what I used to do. That's great. Right? Because it looks professional still, and it's just empty boxes, maybe like two boxes per page. So you have three pages, and it just it, it helps you flow and just allows you to write a lot of comments. So even if you want that for the in person, don't be shy to have your questions in front of you as if, like, oh my God, they're going to bust you. They're like, no, this guy's prepared. Or this girl's prepared. Like they're prepared and, and they're making a lot of notes. That's all they want to see. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. Question number one. Tell me about you or tell me Ooh. about yourself. Yeah. yeah. This, this is a great question. And then you can even go into those form principles, like what Joe was talking about. Yeah. Uh, they might start with, you know, some question or some answer, and then you can deep dive off of there. But this is where you're asking the questions, getting to know them, diving two or three questions deep into one area. Now, I will say some people never have to use the triple F and the O. You have these clients. Hey, tell me about yourself. And 45 minutes later, you still haven't even gotten in a question yet. You're like, holy Lottie, this person likes to talk. Yeah. And some people are like, I'm good. <laughs> and, yeah, that's yeah. Where, and that's where the, so tell me about your family. Tell me about this. And that's where those questions come in handy as like a backup to keep prying to get more stuff out. Yeah, you're you're right. Some clients, they... They're just not talkative or they don't want to elaborate. And then other ones, you're like, come on, man. Like, this is supposed to be a 20-minute conversation. <laughs> All right. Well, question number two. Yeah, question number two is, dream. what is your dream come true in the next 12 months? Yeah. Yeah. So if you can have a genie and then 12 months from now, like just paint me a picture of all the things you want. How do you want to look? How do you want to feel? All that stuff. Yeah. And that's like what Joe was talking about, like bringing them up and raising their energy and getting them, you know, in that high state of really what they want to envision. Question number three. Question number three. Why do you want that? Can we talk about this for just a little second? Absolutely. When you ask a client, why do you want that? Try this activity. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just with you for a second, Sarah. So so what um, what is the result that you want? Uh, I'd like to feel better around my midsection, losing some weight, and my digestive issues. Why do you want that? I'm just frustrated by it. Okay, but why do you want it? What do you uh, want? What? I want to feel better 
you know, in my jeans and uh, just don't want to have issues in the bathroom. And what would that give you? Uh, I would just, I think ease some, it would just give me more ease, make me feel better. Make you feel better? Mm -hmm. Is that really what you're you're after right now? Just you want to feel a lot better? Yeah, I I want to be more confident. Uh, I just want to like feel better in my clothes. Uh, Yeah. If you felt better in your clothes, what would that give you? Mm, It would make me happier. Okay. Now you said it before, confidence. Confidence. So when we're trying to do these exercises, you're trying to get to the values and the core of what they want. They don't want to lose five pounds just to feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you say, well, what that, what would that give you? Like, so when you're asking me, why do you want this? A couple of questions to, to ask on top of that is what would that give you? Why do you want that? What would that give you? Why do you want that? I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, what would that give you? Or why do you want that? Well, it would make me feel a lot better. Well, why do you want that? What would that give you? And usually it takes three, four, five whys to really get to the core of why someone wants the transformation of their own. So don't be shy to like politely dig a little, not just say, why? Why do you want that? What's that for? <laughs> it's that polite way of saying like, man, that sounds amazing. What would that give you? And, you're, and, and it's, a, it's like a polite invitation to dive deeper into the core of what they want. Yes, which attaches them more to their goal as well, as opposed to surface level goals. And what's also interesting is that when you understand that, it takes us to question number four, which is what, Mm. Sarah? What's stopping or preventing you? Mm. Now, here's what I've come to realize. The number one thing stopping most people from what they want is themselves. It's usually their programming, their habits, and the map that they're following. And so, and so it's interesting to see and and try to get that out of people. So what's preventing you? And it could be time, but time is, 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 is 24 hours for everyone. It's how they're managing time. That's preventing them. It could be stress, but it's the cause of the stress and how they're managing the stress that we need to get to the root of. It could be, I don't know what to do. Just like I go to the gym and I just sit there and I just look around because I don't even know where to start. I'm willing to make the food, but I go to the store and I get overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. Right? And this will come back to these six reasons why they hire you. Yes. Motivation. Like I need accountability. I need knowledge. I need reassurance. I need, I, I need someone at the end of the week just to high five me to give me that push to keep going to celebrate with. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to figure this out, man. Just save me time. Tell me what to do day by day. Right. And that's where you're trying to get what that, this is what you're trying to get out of that conversation or that question. Yeah. yeah. And then our last question, which I absolutely love. It's Second so- last question. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> what do you need from me? Yeah. And we talked, like, I mean, this is like the open invitation to say, like, I, I'm a magic genie for you right now. And instead of you just saying, here's what we're going to do. So you want to lose five pounds. Here's my program. It's six weeks, blah, 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 blah. You're giving them the power. And it's, it makes it a no brainer. It's like, look, if I know what you need and why you're stuck and I can give that to you, like, how do we not get there? Yeah. Right. That certainty and that comfort and that safety now is so high with that client. Then number six, Sarah. Oh, I love this one. (laughs) What's it going to take? This is so powerful. You literally put the client in full control, full responsibility, full ownership, and they have to actually answer it for you. Now I need to, I just need to decipher this a little bit. Here's what you're going to get. Let me get into, let me get into mode for a second client mode. Sarah says, Joe, what's it going to take to reach your goals? I'm like, hard work, dedication. I got to grind, grind, grind. And it's just like, that's not what we're looking for. So when we talk about what's it going to take, if you get those answers, I call them the fluff answers. 
just did a lot of hard work and motivation. And it's like, okay, well, what's it going to take starting tomorrow? Is it going to take you planning a little bit differently? Is it going to take you, um, you know, organizing your clothes the night before? Is it going to take you, like, what habits need to start changing? So the what's it going to take is summarizing that habits change and who do you need to be question. So what if someone's getting a fluff answer? What would be a great like backup question to, to try to dive deeper with that? Let's go through a few examples. So I said to you, like Sarah, what's it going to take? So now that we've gone through, you know, uh, your dream results, why you want that, what's stopping and preventing you, what you need from me, what's it really going to take for us to make sure you achieve your goals? Uh, you know, I, I need to work hard. I need to get focused. Um, and I just need to push myself. Now, if you, if you wrote those things, those, those three things down and gave that to another person and they use that as the map to get there, do you think that's going to be very useful for them? Or do you think we can get a little more specific on what that means? Definitely more specific. So give me, so let's, let's talk about maybe like tomorrow. What's it really going to take for you to start climbing tomorrow? Give me a specific example. That's how we uh, deal with that. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, Think of that like what's it going to take? Almost like that that when we're in science class, we have the hypothesis, the procedure, and those step by steps. I don't want fluff. I want some steps. Like it's going to take this, 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 and I don't want those key phrase words. I want some specific, accountable words to themselves in terms of their behaviors and some of the habits they need to change. Is what I'm trying to get out of them. Yeah, it yeah. might not get there, but that's your job as a coach now. And even if they give you the wrong answer, that's amazing. That's a great start. Now let's dive a little bit deeper now so we can make sure this is going to be as effective as possible and just keep encouraging them to get a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. I hope you guys wrote those down. Um, those are absolute gold. Uh, this is such, such an art, you know, we come back to that conversation of being such an art and, you know, if you even have any um, practitioners or other coaches, like practice with each other, like go through these um, because it's, it's learning that skill and understanding the questions and how to dive deeper and really what you're looking for from a client. And, and Joe, when someone does this really well, what is that end result? A lifelong client. <laughs> like, honestly, it's, it's, well, at least it, it's a comfortable experience for everyone. It's a very clear experience. It's a, it, it should feel like a really kind of heightened emotion when, when you're done this consultation, you're both just excited to get started, right? Because again, like that person should leave feeling completely different than when they came in. They came in with some embarrassment, shame, guilt, whatever they may, maybe some excitement as well, but they should leave going, I've got absolute full trust that this is going to be an amazing journey and I'm going to climb this mountain and you're going to be there by my side and we're going to have a great time doing Yes. And, and really yeah. like, this is where your coaching begins. Yeah. 100%. Coaching, coaching is asking really good questions and guiding the client. And when you guide them through this, put that ownership on them, that that is that first coaching and building that intimate relationship that you are going to have for a while. Yeah. This has been a absolutely phenomenal conversation. I hope the, the listeners got a lot out of this yes. sales consultations, getting clients on board does not have to be a complicated process. Yes. You're just there to solve problems for clients, care about them, figure out what their problems are and be clear on how you can solve them with some fun. That's the most important part. Oh, wonderful. Mic drop, Joe. That was fabulous. Excellent. Thank you. We'll see you next time, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode today. Let's hang out over on Instagram at Transformation Mentorship. And better yet, take a screenshot of this episode Upload the stories, tag us, and let us know what you loved about the episode. 
We'll see you next time.